Thank you for joining us for the scripture reflection for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Readings can be accessed on the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops website, that is usccb.org, and selecting daily readings at the top. We'll go ahead and get started. Our first reading today comes from the book of Proverbs. When one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband, entrusting his heart to her, has an unfailing prize. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. She obtains wool and flax and works with loving hands. She puts her hands to the distaff and her fingers ply the spindle. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a reward for her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. The Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 128. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. For you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home, your children like olive plants around your table. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Behold, thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. All right, second reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Concerning times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief at night. When people are saying peace and security, then sudden disaster comes upon them, like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, for that day to overtake you like a thief. For all of you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us stay alert and sober. The Gospel is from Matthew chapter 25. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, 
Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. We invite you to take a few minutes to reflect on these readings. Um, we have already done so, so we will jump right in. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the probably what stands out to me the most with these readings is um, uh, there's so much. Uh, but the, the reading from Thessalonians, uh, for you are all children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or darkness, therefore let us not sleep as the rest do, but stay alert and sober. Um, you know, very fitting with the readings that we had recently of when Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says, um, you know, he's, he's talking about the thief in the night. Uh, and here Paul is saying, well, we know now because of what the Lord has said to us that um, this the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Uh, so stay prepared. You know, going back to the reading from last week of the, the ten virgins um, and having their, their oil ready or, or not um, being foolish. And so when he's talking to the people of Thessaloniki, he's saying to them, like, hey, you already know how to do this. You're prepared. Uh, even going back to a few weeks ago when Andrew pointed out that, you know, he's talking to them about authentic discipleship and that they're prepared now to go out and evangelize. Um, and I think all of that ties very much into the gospel that it's not, uh, I think we get wrapped up in like the the idea of money exchange and investments because of different things that are happening through the reading. But I think really what Jesus is talking to the disciples about is now you have to go out and evangelize to all nations. You have to go out and be disciples to all people. And if you're just going to keep this for yourself and not uh, spread it to places where I have not gone, then you've failed. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this gospel that I think is really cool. Um, yeah, it's really tempting, like you said, Paul, to get wrapped up in the, the economic implications and miss everything else in the story. Um, but one of those, there's a sentence when the master comes back and he's uh, the first two servants uh, approach him and they give him back his money with interest and you know all the work that they'd done added to it. Um, he's just the things that he says to them both is really cool. It's well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Um, I, there's there's a lot even just within that that sentence or two. Um, I guess it's three. It says, since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Or in other translations, I think it's, I will, I will trust you with great things. Um, like, there's um, there's so many things in, like, 
it just in life in general and you know a prayer life or just the way that we interact with others that seems so small and inconsequential um, and thinking of this moment in this sentence in this parable is a good way to remember that even the small things when they're um, done with faith and they're done for the master for God um, they mean a whole lot uh, and this whole that's all of Saint Therese um, of Lisieux that's her whole spirituality um, not to oversimplify that but yeah that's everything is a big deal if you give it to God uh, even if it's a small thing to everybody else I think that's really cool yeah I think specifically with that it's important to look at also it says since you were faithful in these matters it doesn't say since you were successful in doubling my money it's that you were faithful which is where I think we can look at it like this is more than just a economic situation um, that there's something greater that's going on uh, and then how powerful it is that the master says in reply to the, the person who did not uh, take this opportunity to evangelize and, and share the faith you wicked and lazy servant um, probably not what you want Jesus to call you ever so yeah I definitely think it's interesting of the like being faithful and I, th I think it was Mother Teresa who talked about like we're called to be faithful not just you know not being successful um, which I think is something she did very very well because she lived in such a period of desolation. Um, but in what's given to us by the master, um, like, do we really understand the gravity of what's given to us? Um, and like, did the servants understand the gravity of what was given to them? Um, and how are we, as you said, like going out and building the kingdom um, and like giving back to God, even though he isn't in need of anything? Um, but always looking to like what can we return to him and that he's he's God so he doesn't need anything that we have but out of worship and praise of him that we return things to him yeah I think this is you know the more we're talking about it the more it becomes obvious that this is very much a what is of the world and what is of the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and that we have to understand um, the difference between those things. Um, and when you talk about the gravity of what is being given to them, um, I know that scholars uh, have different opinions on exactly what a talent was because we, mm -hmm. don't, we don't have an exact amount, right? Like on some things you'll say, well, a talent was 10,000 coins. Um, some biblical scholars talk about a talent being close to 20 years wages. So when you imagine that, like you're talking about 100 years worth of money that you have doubled or 40 years worth of money or even 20 years worth of money. It's a large amount, right? That we can look on an economic scale and say, wow, okay, this was huge. But even, even in that, there's an understanding that like you, you don't squander this mm -hmm. by doing nothing. Right. There has to be something. And so I, I do, uh, I, I wonder if the way that Jesus tells this parable, knowing who the men were that he was talking to, right, his disciples, that not all of them understood 
what it meant to be that wealthy, but they understood what it meant to, to earn money. And for him to go from the largest scale of money with the five talents to the smallest scale of money with one talent and to be able to say, okay, it doesn't matter if I gave you all of the riches of the world or if I gave you what you're used to making as a fisherman, you still have to do something with what I'm giving you. Right. Jesus in his parables. I always like to think of the parables as like him oversimplifying things because people just didn't get the weight of what he was saying. Um, And so that's why he goes into detail. And and I do think, you know, again, it goes back to you're either good. um, You know, he doesn't differentiate between the five and the two. Both times he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, since you were faithful in small matters, even with five and with two, but to the one who did nothing, you lazy and wicked servant. There's just such a great difference between those two. Um, And again, it goes back to the idea of the spiritual versus the uh, worldly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spiritual versus secular, whatever you want to say. And that ties back into Thessalonians as well. Uh, That their understanding of the spiritual is what keeps them in the light versus the world, which would bring them into darkness. Yeah, and I think we kind of did this experiment yesterday with our junior high kids of what would have happened if the um, the servant with the one talent had gone and traded his one talent and made one more, um, and maybe the guy with the five talents hadn't if he had buried it, and just to kind of get a different image of what you know what meanings might be going on in the story, um, and what he means at the end when he's saying, uh, "For everyone who has more will be given." From but the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And we came down to the question of like when the servant that, the, that didn't do anything gives his exa- his uh, excuse. It's like what what actually was he afraid of? Um, you know, he was afraid of the master, but it was really just that he didn't want to take the risk to do something um, with the gift he was given. He was, it was. I think the word risk there is just what I keep coming back to of. Like it's, he was afraid of going and investing this and losing it. Um, and I almost wonder, you know, for another thought experiment, you know, what would have happened if one of the servants had done that and gone and lost everything while trying to invest it? And I, I think that the servant would have been happier with that than with, you know, somebody who did nothing at all. Um, so we talked a lot about, was it Revelation 3.16, where, you know, it's, it's better to be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, you know, I have no use for you. Um, yeah, so I just think that's that's an interesting question to kind of ask ourselves. Of like, what what risks are we, um, what opportunities are we given, but we're afraid of taking, and how are we really called by God to do those more boldly? Yeah, I think absolutely. Like that's that's it right there. If that one had gone out and tried to share what he he knew right and let's look at it on a scale of like uh the the five is the person who knows the faith right like we'll say the five is the pope the two is you know your your local priest and the one is um you know the, the average person who goes to church um either you're okay being on facebook or instagram or snapchat professing your faith and what you believe even if you don't have the full knowledge of the faith uh, but you're willing to say, I'm Catholic and this is what I believe. Um, or 
you hide it and no one will ever know and that's where right exactly you are thrown into the darkness outside because you were never able or willing to share your faith um where you know obviously the pope and a lot of our priests are Mm -hmm. talking about it regularly um and so that that's the challenge right for for all of us is we can we can either embrace what we know to be true uh, and to grow in that faith and share that with other people, whether it's at work or at school or wherever it is, um, even in your, in your homes. Um, or you, you bury it and you do nothing with it. And, I mean, such a great imagery with Revelation 3.16 where it says, I will, I will chew you up and spit you out. Uh, and here this ends with, you will be thrown outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. I mean, there's, there's so much connection there as well. Um, and I, th- I just, I think it's a good message for all of us to make sure that we should never be ashamed of our faith. Um, and I, I, I love that question. And I, I like to think that, like, because God gave it to you, you'll get return. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 you will get return as long as you are willing to share. Um, but if you hide it, nothing will ever come. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us again this week uh, for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, We look forward to being with you guys again uh, next week. I think we're we're coming down to the end of our liturgical year. Uh, So I'm sure that, uh, yeah, next week is Christ King Sunday, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we look forward to seeing you guys then. Bye. 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 Bye.